podcast for Geeks by Geeks, where our hosts talk news headlines, comics, tech, and have in-depth discussions on all things geek. Keep calm and venture into the wasteland. Well, hello, fellow podcast listener, and welcome to Geek Follow Reloaded, the news and discussion podcast for Geeks by Geeks. I'm your host, my name is Chris Lockhart. And I am joined by two of my co-hosts in crime. First up, we have Lillian Knelson. How's it going, Lillian? I'm good. How are you? I'm, well, actually, actually, um, I'm good seems to be like the go-to generic. I'm good, whereas, honestly, I started a new job and my brain hurts. (laughs) I have taken in so much winery knowledge and, and, new programs and new stuff that my tech brain is like sore. But at the same time, I've been in this office for three days and I've already found all the nerds and I've unfortunately shown off my tech skills. So I'm scared. (laughs) Well, congrats on the new job. That's awesome. Thanks. Um, Oh, I should, I should also point out, I have a cold and I've got allergies and this is like one of the worst times of the year. Um, for that, so I apologize if I cough more than normal, and uh, I'm going to try and mute my mic, but I can't guarantee that the recorder's not going to pick up me blowing my nose. So I apologize, I apologize. I took I took an ad, uh, Tylenol cold and sinus, so I'm fingers crossed, I'm hoping it's going to kick in. Uh, with that being said, I'm also joined by my other co-host, Ragnar. How's it going, Ragnar? Well, hello, everyone. Uh, it's going quite well. Um, I do not have a cold, but uh, it is allergy season, and I have had the occasional sneeze. So uh, maybe if you're real lucky, you'll get one later. Excellent. Sneeze? <laughs> um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's a rough time of year. Like I, like I was saying before we were recording, you know, when I was a teenager, I kind of you know like like when i was i don't know 12 to 15 i was kind of a couch potato Uh, you know like my parents had to kick my butt outside um but now i you know as an adult i'd love to be outside more but my allergies are kicking me in the ass inside so i think it's karma i really do i really think you know i'm paying the price for for being such a couch potato I mean, I I have these mad Trek knowledge skills that I've acquired from all that, you know, watching Star Trek on, you know, sitting on the couch at home. But, um, you know, it just sucks when I'm trying to go outside. That, it is a skill. Yeah. But anyway, uh, we may be joined by our other co-host, Kevin, uh, uh, maybe later in the podcast. I'm not exactly sure. Uh, but... Um, so anyway, we're just going to kick off with some of that geek news. All right. All right. Well, I think everyone's talking about uh, what happened at the the Oscars. Um, so I'll I'll get started with it. Uh, Dune won production design, VFX, editing, you sound score, everything. and cinematography. That was the most important thing that happened at the Oscars. Other than they should they should have won Best Picture, but I, I don't think they were yeah. even in the category. I was just going to say, so it won all the awards that were not televised. 
Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, no. Uh, you know, congrats on Dune. You know, like, it was a great movie. Um, there was some controversy. Although I'm so confused by whatever the hell Timothy Chalamet was wearing. Yeah. I that... don't normally care about what people wear at the Oscars, but I was staring at him going, are you wearing a bolero jacket and your abs? Yeah, I, I, yeah, it was, it was it was a strange choice, for sure. Interesting. Um, but uh, you know uh, what I'm anyway. I was gonna say there was some controversy that night uh, of the Oscars that uh, I personally was involved in, and that was uh, one of my favorite authors. I'm not gonna. I, I don't want to say who it is. Uh, but I follow him on Facebook, and he pointed out about how Dune won all these awards that I just mentioned, and how Dune was the most boring movie, or the most boring movie, uh, the, or, I forget how he put it, like the prettiest m movie he didn't like or something. And I was kind of shocked. I was like, really? Like, you know, being a, you know, because he's a writer, this guy. You know, I thought they did a pretty faithful adaption of uh, the first part of Dune, anyway. Like, because, you know, I'm, I'm reading it, and it, it's pretty good, you know, like, you know, what they did. Um, but then this author is also the same author that, you know, sings the praises of Star Trek Discovery, and I'm like, what? Really? Because um, this writer is also a former Star Trek novelist, so... I'm oh. I'm thinking he's praising Discovery because he wants to get back in the good books and start writing some Star Trek novels again. <laughs> um, but I just couldn't believe I couldn't believe that he said that about Dune. So I commented on it. I was like, seriously, like you don't like Dune, a faithful adaption, but then you like Star Trek Discovery, which really goes against a lot of what Star Trek established. And then yeah, it wasn't him. It was. His other fans that kind of like blasted me on Facebook, and then I remembered, Chris, don't comment on Facebook, you know, especially when it's you know opinionated. You're gonna get, you're gonna get roasted. So anyway, that was a controversy uh, for me, and then it was about an hour later. I think I was check, uh, you know, at that point, I had to like unfollow that comment because it kept dinging my phone. Um, and then I, uh, and then I w was on Facebook and I seen this thing about this, uh, the slap. I was like, huh, something's going on on the Oscars. Like, I, I think I was watching, I think I was watching an Oilers game or something. So I switched over to the Oscars channel and then I'm, I'm seeing Will Smith going up on stage and winning, you know, an Oscar for, um, uh, you know, best male performance or whatever. Uh, best actor. And, and I just wanted to point out, the movie that he won for is yet another movie that I never even heard of. Me much neither. Less, much well, less saw. Well, it, and I, I, me, like, honestly, I hadn't either. Like, when I heard King Richard, I assumed it was about King Richard? Um, yeah, I, I, I thought it was, like, a Shakespeare play or something. Yeah, because... See, and it's funny, because, like... Sorry. No, um... Go ahead, Lillian. No, I was going to say, like, we went out, um, we had to go, we went to, we had to go to a different city to go shopping because I had to go buy office clothes. Mm -hmm. um, 
and we ended up going to White Spot for dinner, and nice. we invited a friend of ours along, and we were in White Spot, and that's where I was like, oh, the Oscars are on. I didn't even know it was the time for the Oscars. Like, I think there's been <clears throat> such a huge disconnect with film and television that it. I don't. I don't know how I missed it. Like, I knew the Oscars were coming, but it was not something that was even on my radar. Well, well. So, uh... The last episode of Geek Follow, Ragnar and I actually talked about it a little bit. Because the controversy at that time was the lead actress from um, oh, oh, the musical there, uh, da, 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 West Side Story, she wasn't invited, the lead yeah. actress. And then there was that whole controversy. So that she ended up getting invited. But yeah, like when I, you know, going back to the King Richard Which, thing. Ironically, I almost fell over when I found out that West Side Story was on Disney Plus and had yep. not been marketed. Uh it like it wa- well it wasn't marketed for being on Disney Plus, but it was marketed at Christmas time uh on well, TV. But it wasn't it, <clears throat> for being in theaters. I see I don't watch TV. Yeah. So like on my own streaming services, normally they'll be like uh, new and up and coming shows and I was scrolling around at work and I was like Oh my God, West Side Story's on here. But then I went and watched reviews because I realized I wasn't able to watch it at work because of the fact that it was so graphic. It was not child friendly. And the original West Side Story is one of my favorites. And I yeah. sing Officer Krupke constantly in my head. And most people don't even know what that is. So I was super excited with the fact they remade it because then people would understand what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but it was apparently, it was a huge controversy because it was gang violence. And I haven't actually watched it yet because. I don't know if I want to do that. Well, the, the one thing I will say is the original actress, because the lead character, her name's Maria, right? I believe. Yup. The actress who played the original Maria is in this one, as I think Maria's grandma. Mm-hmm. So that's got, you know, a, a nice little connection there. But yeah, no, uh, getting back to the King Richard thing, like I, I had no idea this was... You know about uh, Serena and Venus Williams' dad until I seen them at the Oscars. I was like, oh, okay, you know, like. So anyway, I was confused because I'm like, obviously, like the slap was staged because why would Will Smith be accepting an Oscar if he assaulted somebody earlier? In the no, evening? but there was some controversy about that because the Academy didn't do anything. So no, no, if I'm it was just staged, like, the... does that mean it was? Well, th- uh, this is what I'm thinking at the time, like when I t- tuned in. Oh, no, I thought it was staged at the time too. Okay, yeah. So I was like, huh. But then I, but then on YouTube, of course, it was up right away. There was the Australian feed um, that I watched, which is uncensored, and I was like, ooh, this is real. <laughs> like, and how is he still at the? Why did they let him stay at the Oscars? Like, I was just like dumbfounded. And then, like, well, I, I heard he's resigned that, from the academy. I heard that the academy asked him to leave, and he refused. Yep. And they they do have police officers in attendance there, but they de- they decided not to have the police escort him out because they thought that might, you know, well, I might detract too much from the ceremony. Walked across the stage and slapped Chris Rock. Would they have let him sit? No, I don't think I don't, so. I mean. Yeah, to, to like my not way of wanting thinking. to even race into the podcast or anything like that, but at the end of the day, it was. I think people were like, "Is this a part of the act? Is this not?" But at the same time, those two have worked together so much. Like, well, 
it it was confusing. I felt like we were missing something. Yeah, like originally I I didn't understand. I was like, this is confusing. Like, but then when I saw the Australian feed, I was like, this is real. Like the you know like. But what I found weird, uh, among many things, um, is like he told this joke, which really wasn't that bad. Like I mean, it was like I didn't know about you know Jada's alopecia, mm-hmm. and I don't think he did either. Right? He just assumed that she should, you know, because a lot of <clears throat> uh, a- African American actresses shave their head. Um, uh, the uh, actress who plays Michonne on on Walking Dead. And uh, Okoya, she's also the same actress on the Black Panther and Avengers movies. Mm-hmm. She shaves her head, so like it's I, not abnormal. I mean, it's not yeah. a normal style for any woman. Yeah, like I just, I just assumed that was, you know, her style. Like, you know, um, but but what was weird is like Will Smith was laughing at the joke. And then, like, 20 seconds later, he's up on stage smacking Chris Rock, and then he's yelling at him from the audience. Um, like, I don't know. It, it was crazy. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, I, I, you know, like, I, it, it's such a, such a confusing thing. Because, you know, like, at what point is, <clears throat> is it acceptable? Um, never. It is never acceptable to hit somebody. Well, not just that, but the Oscar. Unless, unless Hitler, it is always okay to hit Hitler. Okay. Yeah. We know that. Um, <laughs> but I mean, like. No. Or, or now Putin. And I think that's what Jim Carrey said. Was that, he said it's never okay to hit someone over words. And yeah. Especially like, at, a, at a televised event. Mm-hmm. Well, like, this wasn't just like. You know, like the whole freaking world is watching this. Well, well, not, well no, not just but, you know what I mean. Well, not just that, but you know that there's going to be comedians on the show, and you know when you sit in the front row, you're going to be a target but, of those comedians' jokes. I I would like I definitely Chris Rock is way out of line making a joke about somebody's, you know. Autoimmune disease, like autoimmune disease, if he knew about it, if he that that is that is majorly not cool, especially at the Oscars. What the heck does that have to do with anything? But who was the British dude who was not asked back? Was it Ricky Gervais who was like not asked back because he was so off color? Well, that was Golden Globes. Yes, it was. Um, Yeah, okay, Golden Globes. I know, like Amy Schumer commented how she wasn't allowed to make um oh a joke about something. Oh, a Russ joke about Alec Baldwin. So they do vet the content ahead of time. Well, yeah. Um, the thing with Amy Schumer and the other and Wanda Sykes and and um, Regina Hall, I want to say the other host was. Um, I didn't watch the whole thing, but apparently, like my sister did, and she said there was at one one point when they were like kind of like groping guys, like some of the actors. Uh, like grabbing their, okay. grabbing their butts and whatever. Um, Weird. And, and the thing is, I have like, a real love hate relationship with female comedians. Well, that that's the thing. Like, how is that acceptable? Like, if that was, uh, uh like a, a a male groping a fe- you know grabbing a female's ass or whatever, that yeah. you know, like that guy'd be run yeah. out of Hollywood. Like, how is it? How yeah. you know? It's 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 not. That's just the bottom line. Is it's not okay. Like, as a female. <clears throat> 
<clears throat> I get frustrated because I'm around others who think it is like I, I, I have moments where I'm mm-hmm. very ridiculous. I, we know this. Mm-hmm. Um, and in person, I'll be like, Ragnar, you have such pretty hair. Can I pet you? But I would yeah. not just come up to you and pet you no. without asking. No. Like, I, I can be silly and I can I can think someone's pretty, but the minutes my hands go places, I'm responsible for the yeah. way I make them feel, regardless of if they're... Men can be just as uncomfortable as women when people mm-hmm. touch them. Like, um, I have I have a funny story. Actually, this story leads into another bit of geek news, but, um, you know, um, and I'll tell that one later. But in moments where women make uncomfortable comments about men, men are allowed to be uncomfortable, especially when they're famous. Like, you don't have to feel like a piece of meat. Like, it's yeah. not okay for me to make you feel awkward. Like, yeah, and, and I I'm, don't know. I'm just wondering, like, like because the Oscars have been struggling for, for ratings for a long time. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if they oh, just. Yeah. Because also, like, on the red carpet, there was uh, one, was it Kylie Jenner or one of them, Kardashian kids was like making out with some rapper or something on the red carpet. Like they were literally like, you could see their tons going back and forth. And it's like, okay, first of all, why are they even invited to the Oscars? <laughs> uh, second of all, like clearly this is like, they're like the Oscars are complete. You know, the people that are running the Oscars are clueless. Like they're like, it's well, it's not like, like it used to be right. The red carpet is not what it used to be. No, it, it's, it's ridiculous. Like, I don't know. That's why at first, like getting back to the slap, I thought maybe it was staged um, because the Oscars are trying to create buzz. And did they ever get buzz for this? But I definitely don't think it was staged. Like, you like you could sense the raw emotions coming from Will Smith. And then, of course, you know, you know, uh, learning, because honestly, I didn't know anything about this whole open marriage thing, or, or, um, you know, like that. I, I didn't even know she had a TV show on Facebook or whatever, where you know, rep, where the there, red, that's red an table. entirely like another like their relationship has some interesting dynamics to it that I think has negatively impacted. I think in many ways, mm-hmm. Will Smith. I think so. Um, and I feel for him because, I don't know, like, I, um, well, I've been in a bad marriage. I spent 10 years stuck in one. And so it was. it's not fair of me. Like, my words to my ex and his words to me are one thing. And, and when you say them a certain way, but the fact that it's public, like, theirs is largely public. So when she talks about stuff that she's done and you can see this look on his face, yeah, like, obviously he's uncomfortable. And he's almost crying, and 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 it, 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 like I saw bits and pieces of the interview, like from that. Like I haven't watched the whole thing because when I found out it's about all this stuff, yeah, like when I when all this stuff came to light, I was like, okay. So I'm watching all these different YouTube videos, you know, kind of explaining, you know, the whole dynamic there. And for, my takeaway from it is like that interview. It's almost like she was like f- trying to come across as oh i'm empowered you know i'm brave for mm-hmm. admitting this you know and it's like oh, no. there was definitely that spin to it it was it yeah. was not a victim thing it was but at the heart there's a there, there's where's the accountability <clears throat> yeah. like um 
I don't know. Like, I think, I think there's, I think that some things about relationships are really hard to talk about when you're not in the relationship. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. as a celebrity mm-hmm. or as a person, when you're yeah. sharing it with the world, you have to watch your words or you have to phrase it a certain way. And I think that I don't know if that's how it was between them, but I know that when she talks about how miserable she was in their marriage and then, you know, she found so-and-so or they decided to do whatever, um, at the same time, it's never easy to talk about that stuff personally. So to share it with the world and talk about how awesome it was you found yourself or so-and-so made you feel so good and your husband never made you feel that way or, or mm-hmm. stuff like, I don't care who you are. It is not fun to hear that. No, no. And I, I feel for the guy. Um, cause like, like, I, like the, like when he was yelling, like I, I definitely, like I can understand defending your wife. I really can. Um, Cause I've been there, uh, where, you know, I've defended my wife. Um, but you know, for there, there was definitely more to this, um, than just this GI Jane joke, which really, you know, first of all, wasn't that funny. Like, I, like I didn't really understand. Well, that's what even Chris Rock said, didn't he? He's like, really? Yeah. Um, like, like, uh, earlier in the program, I, I, I didn't see this cause I wasn't watching the Oscars, but apparently Regina Hall made a joke about their open marriage and maybe she has a chance with Will Smith and, and, <laughs> and, and, and I mean, well, you know, they just, Will and Jada laughed it off and will, you know, like, yeah, waved his hands like, no, you know, um, so I don't know if maybe that was what got things started, you know. Um, uh, could so I don't know, but uh, no, I I I don't. I don't want things I'd love to ask a celebrity. Like honest to goodness, have a conversation. Not just I think it's hard when you only see bits and pieces because these are things that this would be like a large conversation, like a large get to know you kind of thing. Well. Just from what I've seen, like, like to me, this is like when you meet somebody like at a party and you see like that couple, how they're interacting and stuff. And you're like, Ooh, uh, just my takeaway is, is I think Jada is kind of, uh, abusive and manipulative to him. And I feel sorry for him. I, I really do. Um, and, and like, I, I don't think he should have to give up his Oscar. Cause I know people are saying, you know, oh, he should have to. No, I don't think so. He, he, we're all human. We made a mis- you know, people make mistakes. Um, and, and like, and people, like, there was the whole thing, like, how he was asked to leave and he refused. And, you know, people are like, well, you know, why didn't they just throw him out? Well, if you do that, then you're going to get other, you know, other people, because, like, they had Denzel Washington. And Tyler Perry, like, during the break, they showed how, like, they went over to Will Smith and, like, were, you know, talking to him and consoling him. I think Bradley Cooper was there, too. Um, if you threw Will Smith out, I, I, I'm willing to bet a bunch of those other celebrities would have left, too. Like, his friends. So, I kind of understand why... Yeah, what, yeah, yeah. I kind of understand why the Academy didn't force the issue. Because then it would have been a big bigger story than what we got mm-hmm. but but i don't think he should have to give up his oscar i think you know um like maybe he's just not invited next time you know sorry um that being said 
you know, uh, I think that should be the repercussion. Like, unless Chris Rock wants to press charges, um, it, it's completely up to him at that point. Um, but yeah, I just don't think he should be invited back again. I think that should be it. Well, I, I, I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that Will Smith has, has, uh, resigned from the Academy, which means he won't be invited and he can't get nominated anymore. And I'm, and I'm wondering if that was, um, the Academy saying, listen, you know, Oh, probably either you resign or we're going to throw you out. You know, no, like I'm, Le- sure. I'm sure he, even if they didn't say that, I'm sure that's why he did it, knowing that. Well, yeah, uh, leave with some well, dignity. They'll probably kick me out. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, it, was, it, yeah. it sucks. Like you know, it 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 really does. Um, the, a positive to take away is Chris Rock. Like I think he handled it quite well because, you know, like I don't know if I was doing a stand up and someone come up and smack me i think i might uh you know but you know will smith also played muhammad ali in a movie so I, he's he's not a little guy um yeah 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 you know chris rock is smaller than him so but uh but i mean kudos to him for keeping his cool and and keeping the show going and and just moving on right um I, I was just going to throw in, uh, I think we're probably wrapping this, this little chat up. So I was just going to say the funniest thing about this whole Academy Awards is that all we're talking about and all anyone's talking about is the Will Smith, Chris Rock thing. Yep. Nobody's talking about which film won best picture. Nobody's talking about what well, to a certain extent they're talking about who won best actor because it relates to the Will Smith Chris Rock controversy but otherwise nobody's discussing that yeah and the movies that you and I loved Spider-Man and Dune mm-hmm. all I mean yes Dune won a bunch of awards but they were the non non televised ones and it didn't win the ones that you know quote unquote matter if you yeah. know what I mean yeah and Spider-Man didn't get any recognition at all, despite basically being the film that saved the Hollywood um, studios and movie theater system. Yep. So I still feel like the Academy Awards have gotten incredibly irrelevant. Oh, yeah, definitely. And the most exciting thing is that an actor slapped a comedian for making a very poor taste joke. Um, I don't know, man. I I just feel like the Academy Awards are kind of pointless still. Oh, I, I agree. Like, honestly, 20 years ago, I was putting more faith into the MTV Movie Awards than I was the Oscars. Um, yeah. Because they definitely have more categories that I, I, I preferred and movies I liked. Um... But one thing, another thing I wanted to throw out there was uh, something that Kathy Griffin uh, said. And I'm not a big Kathy Griffin fan, don't get me wrong. Um, But she made a good point. She's like, uh, you know, by Will Smith doing this, you go up and smack a a comedian for something you don't like that they said. You're invite, you know, like now, now it's open season for comedians, you know, like for people to do that. Well, Will Smith did it. You know, yeah. 
so I, I kind of see your point. Like, it's it, it sucks. Like, I don't know. I, 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 like I said, I feel for the guy. Um, uh, for, you know, you know, after the fact, finding out about all the things that he's going through, you know, it's hopefully get some help. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, you know, I imagine this will, whether it was his intention or not, I imagine this whole thing will lead to at least a year or two of Will Smith not being sought out to act in anything. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. Hopefully use that time to, you know, sort things out in his personal life better. Well, and that's unfortunate because he is a good actor. Um, but also like, I know like some of, like some of his other projects, like that, like certain, certain projects are getting canceled or whatever, put, put on hold for now. And then I was thinking, what about Cobra Kai? You know, like, cause he's one of the producers of that show. Hopefully, oh, yeah. hopefully he gets to continue with that show. Like, hope, you know, like I, I can't, I can't imagine that, you know, even if they asked him to step away that they would stop it, but yeah, probably not. And, um, Slight tangent here, but speaking of Cobra Kai, they just announced a whole bunch of Cobra Kai people for Calgary Expo. Yeah, I seen that. I was like, damn, kind of wish I was going, <laughs> but still not going, unfortunately. Oh yeah. Um, still got my ticket for it for the Edmonton Expo. Um, also, yep. uh, there is no announcement for a star yet, but Falcon, I, they're getting somebody. Um. At the at the because they're having it the same weekend as Spock days again, uh, yeah. which, which is cool. But unfortunately, I'm working that weekend, and I don't think I yeah. could swing it this year. Yeah, but anyway, uh, we're just moving on from the from the Oscar slap story there, Lillian. Um, all right. Well, I got an I got another bad story. I guess I don't know. Um. The Flash star Ezra Miller may not have a future with the DC. I was wondering uh, if we were going to talk about this. Yeah, the DC movie universe. Um, Rolling Stone is reporting WB execs held an emergency meeting on March 30th to discuss the recent arrest of Miller and their repeated problematic and their repeated problematic actions. According to the outlet sources, the consensus in the room was to hit pause on any future projects involving Miller, including possible appearances in the, in the DC Cinematic Universe. Uh, one source also claimed the actor had frequent meltdowns while filming The Flash. Uh, on like more context about, though, like, is it a meltdown because he was overwhelmed, or does he have, like, there's something going on on set, like... I don't know. Um, all, uh, all I know is on March 28th, Miller was arrested on charges of harassment and disorderly conduct in Hawaii after an altercation with two bar patrons. After release on, after their release on bail, a couple the actor was staying with then filed a restraining order against Miller for allegedly threatening to kill the couple. And the behavior isn't new as Miller was filmed choking a woman in 2020. So 2020? Okay, I missed See? that part. An- another another case of why didn't they just use the guy from the TV show for the movies too? Well, apparently they're, they're someone started a petition for that. Um, yeah, but I mean, it's it just it's too bad. Like Ezra Miller, like he was a fine f- enough Flash, I thought. Um, yeah, 
and he, uh, I don't know if you guys watch this, spo uh, spoiler, but he made a nice little cameo in a recent DC TV series. Um, oh yeah. Which I thought was really cool. Him and Jason Momoa. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, yeah, hopefully get some help or something. You know, obviously there's an issue there, but yeah, hopefully they use Grant, Gu his name's Grant Gustin, I think the actor who plays uh, yeah. Barry Allen on the TV a... show. Yeah. I, don't, I got really, I ended up for a while there, I was like watching the flash and then I stopped watching, but my husband, like Dan is, is he's very dedicated, but I just yeah. got really annoyed at some of the storylines Yeah, like, when they start going into like, you're the heart of everything and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I, I, I think it was season four when I dropped off. I tried. I tried. But, and, and that, and, you know, it's kind of like, you know, Oprah or, yeah, I think it's Oprah when you get a car and you get a car on, on the WB shows or the CW shows. It's like, you get superpowers, you get superpowers, like everyone gets yeah. superpowers at some point. And it's like, what, can we just have some normal people? Like, why does everyone well, have... I mean, if you think of the comics, like, how many times has someone randomly gotten powers in the comic and lost them, or, like... That, that is how, true. Like, when, uh, with Thor and the duty he accidentally gave his powers to, like... Well, that that is true, but even in those instances, I tend to not like that, too. Like, um... The, like, Peter David's run on The Incredible Hulk... You know, the Hulk had a good supporting cast of, like, his wife was a normal person, no powers. Rick Jones was just a normal dude. That's one of the th cool things about Rick Jones. His girlfriend was, you know, like a model or whatever, but normal. Um, but then when other writers came on, you know, Betty became the Red She-Hulk. That's his wife. Um, Rick Jones became a Hulk himself. Which did happen in the comic books previously, but they undid it. Now he's a new Hulk, and and I hate that. I was like, I just want normal. I liked it when they had normal characters with you know interacting with the Hulk, because there's someone for you know like that brings you into the story, right? You know, because you can relate to them. Yeah, but, I'm with you on that. But well, any, that, that's for the that's for the next portion of the podcast. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um. All right, well, uh, I got another news headline. I just read this tonight. The Hunger Games and Sucker Punch star Jenna Malone chased down dog abuser in L.A. Um, this, a girl. Yeah, and this was uh, today that this news came out, April 6th. The Hunger Games and Sucker... And this is from... Who, who is this from? I'm sorry, I don't have the source. Uh, Hunger Games and Sucker Punch star... Uh, Jenna Malone confirmed on Twitter that she was involved in chasing down an alleged dog abuser in Los Angeles on April 5th. The news was first reported to NBC Los Angeles. The actor saw a man kicking repeatedly a small dog, yanking him up in the air and absolutely choking the dog. Malone said she yelled at the man to stop choking the dog, and he did not. I got out of my car and tried to get the dog, but he started running, Malone wrote, so I started chasing him. I saw other people watching on the street, upset, as they must have seen the same abhorrent behavior i witnessed abhor ab ab abhorrent behavior sorry uh so abhorrent, i tried yeah. so i tried to signal a man in an orange vest to run with me to chase him after another block of chasing him down i looked back and there was five other men behind me pursuing him which felt like a miracle 
As reported by NBC, a brawl erupted six blocks from where Malone's chase first began after a group of men started beating the alleged dog abuser. Malone said she did not see the brawl herself, but was told that the man did not give up the dog without a fight. The cops came and took the guy, Malone wrote. I waited, I, I waited with the dog till another cop came to take them to the hospital. The dog was covered in filth and looked like it had not been taken care of for months. According to Malone, the dog went to the hospital and came out with the following injuries. A fractured rib, bone breaks on its hind legs, and another fracture in its right paw. The actor added, it was absolutely horrific seeing an animal treated this way. I'm sorry that it ended in a brawl, but the dog was going to die, no question. I can't imagine the level of torture it had suffered until this point. A, crowd, a, a crowdfunding campaign for the dog has been launched on GoFundMe to help the dog's owner pay the surgical bills. Hopefully it's not the same guy. The, the crowd. I, wonder who the dog's, I wonder who the dog's owner is then. Like, who was this guy? Because hopefully, hopefully the money's not going to that asshole. Um, yeah. In addition to the Hunger Games franchise and Sucker Punch, Malone's notable film critics include Danny Darko, Inherit Vice, the Neon Demon. She's currently set to reunite with her Sucker Punch director, Zack Snyder, on his upcoming Netflix epic, Rebel Moon. So, yeah, kudos to her. Um, you know, uh, I... I, I don't think a lot of people would have done that, you know. Um, but it's good that... I would hope that more than one person would have done that. Oh, yeah, me too. But nowadays, it, it, it's crazy. Like, it seems like more people are willing to film things rather than actually help. Um, like, I know... Yeah, yeah. There's a, there is a moral question there. That's yeah. for sure. Like, I, I know I heard once that there was, like... Uh, like a town not too far from here that there was a fire i think it was a church or something or a house or something and nobody called 911 until like 5 or 10 minutes after people were already filming it for like 5 or 10 minutes like they were too busy filming the fire and not calling 911 with their phone i think that it's something i've learned um in the last little bit with my son when he's graduating is that um there seems to be an assumption that somebody else has done it. Yeah. So I'll be like, hey, has you, have you heard about this? And the teacher will look at me and be like, no. And I'm like, I assumed another parent had told you. Yeah. Oh. Uh, but, 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 yeah, when it comes to, like, someone abusing a dog or, or a person, you know, um, I'd like to think that somebody would have, you know, stepped in. And I'm glad she did, you know. You know this Kudos whole, to her, like, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, especially in L.A., like not to not to shit on L.A., but I mean, you know, you know, especially in the States, like not not to knock the States. Sorry for sounding negative here. Uh, but you don't know, if, America. but you don't know if that guy's got a gun, you know, like. I don't know, like, no, that's that's definitely um more of the thing like you don't know if they have a gun or a knife or anything like that so anytime you go after an agitated person there's a level of risk yeah which is why most people don't which yeah. is probably one of the most believable things though whenever i see a movie or a book where some ridiculously good-looking human is suddenly in awe of this woman or vice versa um when they do something like stand up for that because believably it is a rare type of person that will do that yeah and i mean mo most cops say call us you know like don't engage so i mean 
you know, the cops do tell you to do that, right? Unless you get the police officer I had at the hotel who was like, it is not our job to deal with people for you. No. And then I called uh, another, thankfully, a friend of mine, her husband's an RCMP officer, and I was like, could you please have him stop by my work? I need to clarify a few things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then, yeah. For the record, you'd... if you ever feel uncomfortable, phone the RCMP. Yeah. The, yeah. There are some, some cops like that, too, unfortunately. But, yeah. Well, there's people. It's people. Um, all right. And another thing I saw today, which I thought was kind of weird, and maybe it was yesterday. So anyway, apparently the next generation cast is set to join Star Trek Picard for the third and final season. Yeah. There, um, a friend of mine sent me that super excited and I went, huh? Well, I, I just find it weird because it's like they're only halfway through season two and they're already put a teaser for season three. I yeah, seen I it thought that was... I didn't like awful. season one. So. Well, I'm wondering if maybe the ratings are down for season two and that's oh. why oh, they're yeah. doing this. Because, I mean... Definitely, ar- definitely the ratings are down. Yeah, because arguably, I think the best episode from season one was the episode of Riker and Troy. Um, yeah, where they make pizza. Yeah. You know, and seeing... What's the best episode of this new Star Trek series? Oh, a bunch of old friends reunite and they make pizza. Yep. Oh, that's the best episode? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, and just, just seeing Picard and Riker sitting on that, that bench on the on the lake there, and Riker puts his arm around Picard and, you know, they kind of hug there. Like, that was the best. It's like, this is the Star Trek I like. I I, I miss this. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I will, I will just throw it out there. I'm not watching season two unless somebody like you says, no, it's so much better than season one. You're going to love it. Give it a shot. Same. And so far, um, that's not what I'm hearing. All right. Well, if you guys, ha- do, do you guys have any other news? Cause that does roll into my brain candy. Um, we are talking well, about I was, news, I was right? just going to throw out that, uh, I just got an email this morning that tickets are now on sale for the new Doctor Strange movie, which comes I was out actually going to say oh, um, May the sixth. Yeah. I yeah. bought I bought mine because um, my girlfriend, whose son was in WandaVision, finally was able to post the part where her son's now in Doctor Who, <laughs> Doctor Who, Doctor Who, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. Wanda's twins are in. Um, cool. And I'm like, no way! Holy cow! Holy! And I I ended up messaging <clears throat> her and being like, okay. So if your boy worked with Benedict Cumberbatch and I hug you when I see you in Kelowna, <laughs> that is the closest I'm going to ever probably get to Benedict Cumberbatch. And she's like, eh. and then she, she told me some stuff that I'm probably not supposed to talk about. Um, and I'm sitting here going, you need to write a book. <laughs> the <laughs> mother of a, because her son is, is he's been in everything. And so she's got stories from every film set. And I love it. And so the minute it dropped that Jet was in Multiverse of Madness, I bought tickets to the whole family immediately. Boom, we're all going um, just because we're supporting a friend of ours. Does he play one of her kids? Is that he's Tommy? Tommy. Uh, Speed. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's my. uh, We grew up together, and so that's that's our son. Um, And that's why he's able. Like he comes to Pentagon every year. He goes to Casey's. He goes to a Cologne event every year, but he lives here. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, he's definitely in it because uh, on the new teaser trailer, you you see him and, and his brother. Yeah. And I messaged her. I'm like, so uh, you must have filmed this a while ago because he's had a haircut since then. She's like, oh, yeah. I'm like, you. <laughs> cool. Well, that's super cool. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. It looks really good, and I'm I'm um pretty excited for it actually. Oh, I, I I'm nervous because my my mental expectations. I've raised the bar so high. I'm I feel like I'm almost guaranteed to be disappointed on some part. Well, because I know a couple of things from talking to her today that makes me really happy. But um, okay, like uh, I don't know. Anytime you deal with multi-dimensions, anytime you deal with um, such a, a crux, because this movie is literally banding together so many current storylines. Yeah. That it's heavy. Like, if they if they do it too meh, we're going to leave away, come away feeling, well, I wanted more. And if they do too much, we're going to leave and go, I wouldn't have done it like that. Well, yeah, it, it, they're walking a tightrope. That's for, for sure. From what I've seen, like from the from the trailers and the teasers, it looks really great. My only concern is apparently it's only like two hours and six minutes long. Like I'm, I'm uh-huh. like to me, it's like this looks so epic. Like this should be like end game level. But no, no, I'm no, surprised think... it's that short of a runtime. But. This at reminds the same... me of like a buckle. This is just doing up a portion of what's going to become an amazing spider web. Yeah, that that is true. But this is a Sam Raimi movie. So that being said, Sam, Ra- I think his longest movie was Spider Man Two, and it was two hours and yeah, seven. That's true. It was two hours and seven minutes. So yeah, he's not known for long. Yeah, he usually, he usually makes them short, short and sweet. Yeah, I love Sam Raimi so much. So, uh, a couple takeaways is, obviously, Bruce Campbell's going to be in it, because um, yeah. it's Sam. And maybe, and that car, that, that car that's in every one of his movies has got to show up somewhere. Yep. And, um, also, I saw an interview about, with Patrick Stewart, um, for Star Trek Picard, but they did ask him, uh, can you, can you say anything about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness? And he just kind of gave this kind of goofy look and just said, who's Doctor Strange? Uh, but, I mean, he's obviously in it, like, you know, because his voice was in the previous trailer. Um, but, yeah, he's keeping pretty tight-lipped. And they gotta, like, I mean, it's a multi-billion dollar industry, so obviously they gotta keep it suspenseful. Yeah. Um, actually, oh, no, my brain just went sideways on that one. We're good. Well, one rumor I heard, and it kind of got me a little bit excited, but at the same time, if it doesn't pan out, I'm cool with that too, was that Tom Cruise is going to be in this movie as... Yeah, he's, uh, supposed, he's supposed to play Iron Man. Yeah, yep. very, a variant of Iron Man, yeah. So as, I think would be cool. I mean, I'm not... I'm not as, long, as long as it's a variant and we don't, we don't get a recast and he now appears in all the new films, I think this will be a lot of fun. That would just be disappointing, I think. Well, I I would be okay with it because originally, like that, he was gonna play Iron Man before uh, RDJ took the role. Um, and he is a good action star, you know. Like, 
I'm not disagreeing with but, you there. I do. I'm not it's funny. I like Tom Cruise now than I did better than I did when he was younger. It was yeah. such an iconic. It's just like it's just like Wolverine. Mm. At some point, they're gonna cast somebody else's Wolverine nope. because he's such a famous character. They they can't keep not having him appear. But it's gonna be a really tough sell to get us to like the new Wolverine. Yeah, agreed. Because of how good the old one was. So it would be the same with with if they tried to do that with Iron Man. It doesn't matter how good the new Iron Man is. We love the old one so much that we're always going to have trouble accepting him. Well, we do get, I mean, it's funny when we, we just watched um, the new Spider-Man with a friend of ours because they hadn't seen it. And so we were like, come on over. My husband got this stupid 75-inch TV. So come and watch Ooh, it. Nice. That's and a- it's ridiculously I love but it. It looks really pretty against our Avengers red wall. So, um, but we're watching it and I'm, I'm, I'm going, you know, we have had three different castings of Spider-Man that are in this movie. That's suddenly very cool. But I can remember how annoyed people were when they kept recasting Spider-Man. So as uncomfortable as the thought of it being, there always will be, I guess. So. Yeah. 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 That's true. That's true. Yeah. And then, you know, Tom Holland is, is arguably the best Spider-Man. Yeah, he's pretty adorable. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know who my favorite Spider-Man. Like, I was, I always used to say Tobey Maguire, but then I love Andrew Garfield. Like, I didn't like his movies, but I thought he was pretty good as Peter Parker and Spider-Man. Um, yeah, I, I thought all three of them were. Yeah, like they they all were all three great. Of them very, very solid performances. Yeah, oh. but. Uh, uh... Yeah, I'm looking forward to Doctor Strange. I can't wait to see that movie. Yeah. Oh, oh, me too. I don't don't take my previous comment as meaning I, it's going to be crap. I oh no, it, that, like it's going to be good. In my head, the bar has gotten so high. I wonder if it could possibly deliver. Is all. I'm all right. just hoping that they didn't. I mean, I don't know. I have, I have, I've had, I've yet to be serious. There's been okay, except for with like the, the Marvel TV shows. Like some of the series seasons, I've been like. Eh, mm-hmm. that's just filler for a storyline. You know, it's just filler for a storyline, right? Yeah. So. Well, it, well, it's kind of like uh, like the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Like, honestly, if that series didn't happen, it literally wouldn't change anything. Um, because we 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 saw Cap give Sam the shield at the end of Endgame. So when in so when he shows up in Captain America four as Captain America. What happened in that series doesn't really, doesn't really change anything. Like we knew he was going to be Captain America. Did you know that Sam Raimi was talking about bringing back Tobey Maguire for Spider-Man four? That is, Oh, Spider-Man four. Oh, I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna say uh, Doctor Strange because he's rumored to be no, Doctor Rainey Strange as well. No, during an interview, um, I just totally squirreled because you got me thinking about different things, and all of a sudden I totally went sideways. But um, he was talking about how much he loves Toby and Kirsten Dunst, and he was like, "We can do anything, really." Yeah. Like, and I'm like, "That just yeah." Honestly, we're talking like like because this there's that Morbius movie that came out, right? And yeah, I was going to ask, did anybody anybody even have any interest in seeing that one? No. I have a few friends who have gone to see it um, yesterday and today. And every time I ask them about it, they're like, let you know. 
I, I'm like, are you still processing? Was it that bad? Are you busy? Do you not have words? Do you not want to listen to me, Matt, or your questions? Like, <laughs> well, I, I heard it was like it wasn't bad, but it wasn't like amazing either. It was just meh. Um, like I wish Sony instead of doing these, you know, Venom or do yeah, do another Tobey Maguire Spider Man, do a do a Andrew Garfield Spider Man movie. Like, you can Hell still, yeah. you know, like, I would rather see Morbius in a Spider-Man movie than his own movie. I See, in that, I loved Morbius as a villain. In, like, in the cartoon, like, I had such a crush on that flying bat. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it's weird when it's a standalone if you don't, I don't think it, I don't think of all the villains I could have done standalone from Spider-Man, I don't know if he's the one I would have picked. Hmm, fair. Um. Yeah, I'd rather I, watch a movie like Mothra. Yeah. Mothra's cool. Yep. But, uh, oh, and, um, oh, sorry, go ahead. And I do actually have one more little piece of geek news as well once we're done. Yep. Talking. Excellent. Yeah, go ahead. Because this one made me angry. All right. Let's find out. They recast one. The Crow, and they're they're making a remake of The Crow, and they, they cast Bill Skarsgård in it, and I don't know. Yeah, how ooh, I saw that, and I went, yeah. ooh, I don't know Bill, about that, man. Bill Skarsgård, he's Pennywise, right? Yep. Is he the Pennywise one? Yeah, oh, okay. he's a great actor, but I don't yeah. know about The Crow. See, and I have, and someone was like, is it because he's not Asian enough? And I'm like, no, no, it has nothing to do with ethnicity. It's, it's The Crow had a certain feel and a vibe to it, and I just... It it wasn't he was creepy without being creepy like he he was he was the crow he was awesome like but at the same time it was that 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 the way that they did it the cinematography the way that it was shot like literally a bad pun well the well the thing with uh, Bill Skarsgård though is he is kind of creepy like that he's heavily creepy that Pennywise smile that's him like that's not a special effect that that he really can smile like that so. Like honestly, I I like I don't I watched The Crow I think when it original like when it first came out, but I haven't seen it since to be honest with you. I love it. But they but my... they did do a Crow TV show, didn't they, for a while? So, like wasn't it like The Crow City of Angels or something, or was that a movie? Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. There was that. So. Uh... I can't remember. Was that a show or was it just a sequel? I can't. I honestly, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm not um, big into the crow, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, no. No, it was, it was City of Angels was an actual movie. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, in 1996. And the original crow was like 93, 94, maybe. 94. Oh, okay. Because, yeah, uh, Brandon Lee, he, that's the movie he died filming it, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's actually well, been like, a few. Yeah. There's a Kirsten Dunst Crow movie. Oh. Oh. From 2000. Okay. Oh, I... yeah, you're right. There's there's four of them. <gasps> the Crow, The Crow City of Angels, The, the Crow Prayer. Salvation, and The Crow Wicked Prayer. And then there was a TV series too, called The Crow: Stairway to Heaven, it's which Mark came out in 1998. I love him so much. He, wow. was, he was like one of my first crushes from Double Dragons. Like I loved him, and then he was an Iron Chef, and I'm like, hello, handsome. Wow, I didn't realize it was. 
see now I feel like I'm I'm like I I I didn't know I didn't know because I mean obviously that was the but, so well um well you're not so now you're not angry you're okay now I feel as if I'm a hypocrite and I have to go watch all of this. <laughs> Yes, you do have to watch Because I cannot it. come at it from an, oh my god, what are you doing, until I've seen everything. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, it might be good. Maybe it's just... Yeah, it, that will be that'll be my task for the next little bit. Watch everything The Crow. Excellent. All right, well, um, if you guys don't have anything else, we can move on to our final segment for Geek Follow, and that is what? our Brain Candy segment. Um... So, I did want to comment. I I am watching Star Trek Picard. Um, I don't recommend it. Um, it is better than the first season, but that's not saying much. Um, I believe I believe I gave it a, the first season a 1 out of 5. I so far I would give Star Trek Picard season 2 a 1 and a half out of 5. Um, because they're still, I mean, they they've improved on a few things, but overall, these characters I don't really give a crap about. Like I I, I just don't care. Oh, I hate um, I hate all the new characters. They all suck. And it's like there's so many great characters in the Star Trek universe that are still alive at this time that they could bring in. And yep. no, we have to invent a whole new cast of characters that totally suck. Oh. Yep. And. Uh, the one one the reason why it gets an extra half a star out of me is John Delancey. Like every scene, like that that's where that's the only good thing about this season is every scene he's in. I'm like I love Q, yeah. and he and I mean he is a like I didn't realize how good John Delancey was as an actor until I seen him on a crappy show like this, and I'm like Jesus, like why can't this be Star Trek Q? You yeah. remember in, in Breaking Bad? How oh, yeah. good he was? He's in like one he's in like two scenes across two episodes for a total yep. of like ten minutes or something. And it's one of the most riveting performances in the whole show. Yep. Which is saying a lot because that show is full of riveting performances. And and, and I mean he like I I don't know. I've heard people say bad things about him as an actor, like he's kind of a dick or whatever. I I uh, I met him and I thought he was a nice guy. Um, yeah. And like I was at uh, the Calgary Expo when they had the 25th anniversary TNG reunion, and he was the surprise guest. So he showed up like an hour into the show or whatever. Um, and he, him being on stage like just totally elevated it. It was like so much better. Um, because he you know he brings so much energy and. I don't know. He just he just improves, you know, um, everything. And I mean, he was great in his TNG episodes. I, I I liked his first the first episode of Voyager he was on. The subsequent Q ones, I kind of thought they were kind of milking it. Didn't really. I care. just like that he got punched by one, by, by Cisco. Like, you know, it was uh, Captain yeah, Cisco. Cisco, you know, because yeah. there was like that yeah. meme where it ran around where like you know Kirk met God and you know Picard met Q and Cisco punched. Him. Yep. Yeah. Um, Captain Picard would never do that. <laughs> nope. I'm not Picard. Yeah, that was yeah, great. Was but bad. yeah, no, uh, the scenes he's in are, are fantastic. Um, yeah, I, I think okay. he's great. Um, but I still wouldn't recommend the show, to be honest with you. 
Because yeah, again, not, they, it's, it seems like they're just throwing everything at the wall. Like, oh, we gotta we gotta have the Borg yeah. Queen. We gotta have a dystopian, you know, alternate reality. We gotta. Yeah. And I and I will say I didn't I haven't seen the new episode which comes out tomorrow I guess I thought they came out Wednesday so I was really confused today when I actually wanted to get ahead and watch the episode before we recorded oh yeah um and it wasn't on there uh so, but um, the murder streak continues so what I'm referring to is every episode of Picard literally every episode someone is murdered. On the on Game on every Thrones, episode, Star Trek style. Not, yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess Game of Thrones, but I think even Game of Thrones, there was an episode or two when somebody was nobody died. Yeah, like this, like like people, and and the fact that the it it's just swept under the rug, like people just shrug at it, like eh, you know, that person died, you know, <laughs> oh the the board queen just strangled some some French cop, it's okay. He was just a cop. You know, like, it's like, what? Like, people are being murdered on your show. Like, how is this Star Trek? Like, I know, like, I like there. there's the odd episode of Star Trek when someone dies, when, you know, like a red shirt. I mean, that's, you know, that's the joke from the original series. If you wore a red shirt, unless you were Scotty or, or Uhura, um, you might die. But, you know, you didn't, you know, it wasn't like every episode. Like this episode, this show, like someone gets murdered every episode. Ugh. Um, you know, Picard. Like the first season, like seven of nine goes to leave Rios' ship. She grabs a couple of phaser rifles. Picard's like, "What are you doing with those? Oh, nothing. See you later." And then she literally goes down and murders a bunch of people. It's like, what? Like, I don't know. So anyway, I just wanted to say that the murder streak continues. And this is definitely right. a, a pan for me, unless you're a good, a huge fan of Q, um, because you know he's not in it enough. But the stuff he is in is great. Um, I also wanted to say I've started Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Oh, uh, sweet! So good. Yeah, I, I like. I, I've heard people say um, season one is not the greatest, but once you get on season oh, no. two, it gets better. Even season one. Oh, yeah. And then season three is even better, and it just keeps going. Yeah, like, but I mean, season one, I'm like, eh, this this is still pretty good. I'm I'm enjoying this. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Like I started, like I never watched the Clone Wars when it was originally airing. I watched, but when Rebels came out, because uh, Clone Wars got canceled when um, Disney yeah. bought Star Wars, and then they wanted their own show, so they made Star Wars Rebels, which you know takes place after the Clone Wars, and I really liked Rebels. And I like the Bad Batch. Um, yeah. So, yeah, going back to watch the Clone Wars, I'm like, eh, I'm, I'm really enjoying this. Um, and I also wanted to throw, I just saw the second episode of Moon Knight. Uh, yeah, I, I'm liking it. I, I think Oscar. Yeah, I, I've only seen episode one, and I was not a fan, so I'm hoping yeah. episode two is better. Okay, I'm, um, I'm with you on that, Lillian. I, I, oh, oh, sorry, I hit, I hit a button. <laughs> that's okay Sorry. um yeah episode uh, totally one I, I watched the first episode and i'm like this is terrible uh-huh. and i did not like it at all but i did a pop culture market this weekend past and everybody who had seen it at that time was just raving about it 
But I'm thinking so, you have to take it from the standpoint of someone who's not uh, used to certain things, perhaps, maybe. Because, like, for me, I was sitting there going, okay, okay, are we done? Seriously, we're done? We didn't get anywhere. Like, I learned absolutely nothing. And I'm thinking, well, probably because I already knew it. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, they're kind of taking a different approach to Moon Knight. Like, I'm not the biggest Moon Knight fan. I've, I've read some runs. Um, but I'm not the biggest Moon Knight fan, but Mark Spector is supposed to be like the main guy, but they're using one of mm-hmm. the other personalities. I think, I think it's a, like a red Oh, uh, We had to grab, we have a giant Marvel encyclopedia. My son went and grabbed it and pulled it out and Moon Knight. So the, the Steven character is actually supposed to be a millionaire. Uh, Jesus, pardon me. No, <laughs> Mark okay. is the, hold still, Dan, actually, I've got the Marvel dictionary right now. It's like right here. Hold on. <laughs> Mephisto, yeah. Mimic. The, Morbius. But I think they, they tried to get away from the millionaire part because it it all depends on which Moon Knight. Because there's one version of Moon Knight where he's basically just like Batman, like his, you know, the billionaire. He has the different personalities. Oh, wait, Mark Spector is the millionaire. You're right. A millionaire playboy and taxi driver. Yeah, well, the, ta- <laughs> the taxi driver is one of the personalities. Um... No, wait, that's not right. No, 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 hold still. I'm reading. Mark became a crime fighter, calling himself the Moon Knight, and assuming two more alter egos, millionaire Stephen Grant and taxi driver Jake Lockley. So who knows how this is going to turn into? Yeah, I I, I kind of think the reason why they, they went away from the millionaire part of it was because of the comparisons between him and Bruce Wayne. Yeah, but, see, I was I don't know much about Moon Knight. But my comic book friends have always told me, oh, it's just Marvel's version of Batman. Yeah. So well, when I'm watching the show, I'm like, this well, is I, nothing like Batman. This is some guy with a multiple personality disorder thing. Oh. Well, I well, think that's so. where some, some of my friends are a little concerned about how they portray the multiple personality. Yeah, I definitely. I'm like, oh, this portrayal's not. Ooh. But well, it does say, you know, it's funny because there's an, a part here that says when Norman Osborn took over the Avengers, Mark faked his death and later joined Steve Rogers' secret Avengers. And I'm like, I love comics. <laughs> well, like, dear God. I, and the thing with Moon Knight, the, like, I'll, like I'll the, certainly watch another episode, but I just didn't I didn't fall in love with it is all. Yeah. I just want to know where they take their liberty. I think that nothing happened. Absolutely nothing happened in the first episode. And it was generic and ridiculous. And Well, the first episode is more about, um, I think, introducing us to Steven. Because I think the catch will be Steven is not real. That he's, like, he is one of the personalities. We just think he's well, real. Well, is the main character. Yeah. But, um... And, but I think if you don't know anything about Moon Knight... You know, you're following yeah. Steven thinking, oh, my God, like, what? who is this guy? What, you know, how did he get involved? And then you find out he's not a real person. Kind of like, I you know. I just given a little more in the episode to go off of, like, just, just a little something to make me care. Yeah, I, I would agree. I, I definitely, second episode is better, I think. Um, we definitely, I'm looking forward to it. We definitely see a little bit more. But I love Oscar Isaac. Like, I, I thought he just... For what he was given, I thought he did pretty well. No, no, he's fantastic. Um, yeah, I, I think he, I think he's a great actor, and it's unfortunate that like he's in that the new Star Wars movies, but his character is yeah. totally pointless and redundant. Mm-hmm. 
Well, and yeah, yeah. You know, and then he was in Dune, and he was amazing. But of course, he's one of the characters that doesn't live very long in the movie. Yeah. And I'm like, man, this guy's such a good actor. I wish they'd just give him a like a damn good role already. Well, let's yeah. hope that this gets a little meaty long on. Like, I think it's only going to be like how many episodes? Like six, six or eight episodes. Six episodes. Yeah, but this could be a whole series. Like, they could make endless seasons of this. And and this version of Moon Knight's a little bit different because. There's been different iterations where Moon Knight was, yeah, just a guy wearing, like, a costume, kind of like Batman. But then this Moon Knight is, like, his he actually has powers, like, and they're based on Egyptian mm. uh, yeah, gods. An Egyptian god. Yeah, so it all, it all depends on which version that you get. Um, but, yeah, I will say it does get better with episode two, definitely. Um, I think it's got to be hard for Marvel sometimes because they have to make it exciting with backstory, but generic enough that someone who knows nothing would like it, but at the same time trying to make it not too generic so that people who know about it aren't bored. I feel for them. Yeah, I agree. Um, But sometimes I just wish they would just straight up adapt a comic book, you know, just a a good comic storyline. It's it's like uh, Game of Thrones, you know, like they did their best stuff when they straight up adapted the books. It's when they yeah. it's and a, as soon as they went off book, it, it went downhill real bad. Speaking yeah. of off book, I saw photos of the new um, interview with a vampire TV series. Oh, and, uh, I read uh, some of the excerpts and I'm going. I hope this doesn't make Anne Rice turn in her grave. I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't realize they were doing AMC's that. doing it. It looks pretty. Oh, AMC. Oh, okay. Hmm. Well, okay. Th- that has potential. Yeah. It's definitely something to keep an eyeball on, and I'll definitely keep you guys up to date uh, when it airs because I am obsessed with vampires. Excellent. Um, all right. Well, that's all I got. Uh, Lillian, what, what do you have for Brain Candy this week? Uh, this is what we're reading, seeing, and doing, right? Yep. You betcha. Okay. I brain's fried today. Um, well, aside from absorbing copious amounts of wine knowledge from my new job, I thought you were um, going to say wine. I have been, yeah, wine, <laughs> so tasty. Um, so I've been reading. Actually, no, I've been audiobooking. Um, so Louise Penny has a series. She's a Canadian author. Mm-hmm. Um, it's this Inspector Gamache series. Uh, he's a detective in Montreal, and uh, a lot of people die in this tiny town of Three Pines. And unfortunately, I loved the first book, and then I read it, I listened to it, and then I got the second, the third, the fourth, the fifth. And I'm like, okay, i got to slow down or my Audible credits are going to run out here, and I'm going to have to actually pay for these books. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, But that's been – it's funny because I ended up going on Reddit, as you do, and reading – just people's different people's opinions and it, it seems like there's two levels of thought when it comes to this author because she's a fan it's very strange listening to a story that talks about montreal and the english and the french and it talks about canadian things and mounties and maple syrup and i'm not used to having stuff i can relate to because most books i read <laughs> the movies i see are not taking place in canada um unless it's taking place in canada and we're not supposed to know it's canada um and it, it's it, it she talks a lot about food which is funny because I just got a job at a winery and three quarters of the story talks about wine pairings and food. And <laughs> now all I want to do is drink wine and eat baguettes. That sounds um, lovely. When do we start? <laughs> exactly. Well, it's funny because I have I get, a, uh, get lots of wine through work, so I get to share. Um, but uh, 
the the last book I just finished um, made me really angry because I could tell like when you have a series, there's like 16 books in this series. And when you have a series, you can sometimes follow a template, but then unfortunately it becomes predictable. Mm-hmm. And so um, the first three books all took place in Three Pines and the fourth book took place. There was a murder somewhere else and they just happened to be on vacation. And then uh, the fifth book took place back there. And at the <clears throat> same time, they didn't solve it properly. And the book ends with there is an arrest, but it's with one of the characters that's one of the main characters. And you're sitting there going, what the hell? I feel unfinished. I'm mm-hmm. not happy. Um, and it's fun because I can imagine when these were books were being written and they were coming out, people just biting their nails, waiting for the next in the series. Um, and so that's been consuming my life. And I'll be very sad when these are done, but I still have eight more books to go. Um and then I watched the new season of Bridgerton. Mm. Um, I am two episodes away from finishing it. I had to actually skim portions of it ahead of time because my kids were on spring break. So they were in Nelson. And so I could watch it. And, and the first season had some copious amounts of naughty bits. Mm. And this season didn't. And uh, I, I my kids got home and I had to go skip ahead. And so I know where the naughty bits are now. Um, but I ended up, again, on Reddit. And uh, apparently I need to buy these books if I want to. I'm not a big romance novel person anymore. Um, But uh, apparently the first season, I don't know, like with Game of Thrones, guys, when they had more naughty bits and then it kind of as the season had grown and the traction came, it felt like they had to rely less on naughty bits. Yeah. And so for this first season, they did very shocking. Like it was very, very shocking and hot and kind of thing. Um, and the, the second the second season is is they've they've changed apparently from the books they've gone off book in a way that a lot of people are quite unimpressed and rather bored because they took characters who were not relevant in the in the books and made them overtly relevant in the TV series. Okay. So okay. Um, it's interesting because they'll be like this person had like no part in the books and there's suddenly a main character here and I'm not happy how this is done and I'm reading this as people are shredding this and I'm going. I thought it was kind of fun. I, I'm happily oblivious over here. Oops. Okay. Um, but I have to finish that. But that was fun. And then um, there's an anime that uh, nerd. Uh, there was an anime that came out that we accidentally got hooked on a, a year and a half ago called um, it was Rising of the was it Rising of the Shield Hero. Yeah. And it's fantastic. And the season two just dropped today. So that is going to be what I'm going to do if I, I'm going to go watch a couple episodes if I have time tonight. But if anyone out there listening is an anime fan and you want to watch something that's freaking hilarious, go and watch this, please. It is so good. And what was it called again? It's Rising of the Shield Hero, I think it is, or I got to go find it. So, but essentially these, these heroes get taken from their land. They're reading a book. They get sucked into a book. Um, And each of them gets a weapon. So there's like a sword, a spear, and this one dude gets the shield. And then it ends up that he gets, like, treated like complete utter crap by the other guys. Like, he gets basically, um, I think it was, like, a girl hit on him or something or other happened. He was, like, no, she went and cried wolf or something like that. And he ends up being, like, scum suddenly. He is lower than low. And they all are, like, you're a dick. And so he ends up going off on his own and actually being a hero. 
with this, and he ends up becoming one of the most badass characters in this thing. Well, the other guys who, with their obviously awesome weapons, actually are complete morons. It's just, it's so good. Hmm. It's so good. I'm sorry, I'm just nattering. It just gets, it's, it's so, it's, it's such a wonderful little gem. Um, but uh, that's me. So books and television, and I mean, I think, I think, yeah, no, we watched Moon Knight. Um, we watched Death on the Nile the other night because it was on um, Amazon. I think it was. How was that? Disney Plus. Um, I love Poirot, and so I thought that it was well. It was obviously beautiful. It was well done. It was a little strange to see. Um, what's his name? Kenneth Branagh. No, the one who had the huge controversy about being a cannibal. He was in oh, The Lone Ranger. Jared Leto? Army Hammer. Army Hammer. Oh, yeah, Army, Army Hammer. Hammer, yeah. So Army Hammer was in there, and I remember, I was like, whoa, he's in here, and this is a new, because I know that he had been, like, there had been some issues around him with with Hollywood. But it was also really, really strange to see um, Russell Brand. Oh, yeah, I heard he was in that movie. He is, and he plays such a minor, normal character that I was, like, considering he's been so outspoken against COVID and the government that it was very, yeah. it was a very interesting place to see. Um, but as always... Um, I, I love those stories. I would love to own a bookshelf of all those stories. Um, I think for anyone else didn't appreciate them, they might be a little bored. Hmm. But that could also be me because I've seen so many murder mysteries. I knew who the murderer was in five seconds. Awesome. But yeah, that, that's me. That's good. Perfect. Uh, Ragnar, uh, what do you got this week for brain candy? Um, well, I just finished binge-watching um, The Legend of Vox Machina on <gasps> Amazon. Skeleton! Oh, man, it was awesome. My my best friend was, was telling me, you got to watch the show, you got to watch the show, you got to watch the show. And then finally one night, I'm like, okay, I sat down, I couldn't really find anything I wanted to watch, and then I remembered that she told me to watch that. And it was so good, I stayed up to like 3 a.m. watching it. It wasn't probably what you expected, was it? It was not what I expected. <laughs> Try watching totally that with a 15-year-old. Um, so if you like fantasy and you like Dungeons and Dragons sort of humor, then this show is for you. Because it's like an anime cartoon about a essentially a Dungeons and Dragons campaign. Yep. And it's very funny. Kind of raunchy, definitely gory, so I loved it. <laughs> Excellent. So yeah, I had just I just finished that. Um, definitely recommend it. It was totally awesome. I'm sure they're gonna make more of it, and I'll definitely be excited to watch it. And uh, and then uh, just today, I found on Netflix that they added a new season of Better Call Saul. So that's what I'm currently watching. Yeah, and then the. Newest new season starts, I think, this month. Yeah, and, that, and that's the final season, right? Yeah. And it's been yeah. so long, um, I kind I kind of forget what happened now. Well, I'm really, I'm really enjoying the show. It's, it's not as good as Breaking Bad. It's like, it has all the right elements. It has the same type of writing. It has many of the same actors and characters. And it's shot the same way, but it just doesn't have that same magic that Breaking Bad had. 
Um, I'm still really enjoying it. It's just, it's hard to watch a prequel show when everyone has visibly aged so much. Yeah. You know, and it's so hard to, to be like, oh, right, this happens, you know, however many years before that show. But it's like, but everybody looks so much older. Ooh. Well, yeah. I don't know. That's just how it goes. I mean, I'm not totally sure when they started making this show that they thought they were going to make six seasons. I think it was supposed to be kind of like a one and done thing. And then they just had so much fun doing it. They just kept making more. Yeah. And I really like um, Lalo. I think he was introduced in the season that you're yeah. watching. I yeah, lo- yeah, played by the guy from uh, Hawkeye. Yes. The mom's yep. boyfriend. Yeah, I, lo- I like I'm, him. I'm not, I don't know the actor's name. I apologize, but he's incredible. Yeah, he's and, great. Yeah, as soon as I made the connection, I'm like, oh, I love that guy. He was so good in that show, and he's maybe even better in this show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, just wait till you get to the finale of the season. It's so awesome. Oh, I'm excited, but yeah, yeah, so yeah, I can't wait to see this new season. I'm like, I'm not subscribed to AMC right now, but I'm I'm gonna be getting AMC just because for better cool. also. Um, cool. but yeah, speaking of like when they did the uh, El Camino, the Breaking Bad movie, where you find out what happened to Jesse. Oh yeah, Which, um, that wasn't that good. Yeah, I actually didn't mind it. I I, I actually liked it. Uh, but when you're talking about how people age and all that, Jesse Plemons, like no offense to Jesse Plemons, but he put, oh man, that was the worst one. Yeah. He put on a lot of weight. (laughs) Yeah. And it was, and if you watch Breaking Bad and then you immediately start that one, it's like, oh yeah. It's like, he was so, he was so skinny in Breaking Bad and then not so much. Yeah. Um, in, In Breaking Bad, he, he was like a Matt Damon clone. Pretty much. And now he's like. Definitely, no, he looks different now. Yeah, he was kind of like Matt Damon. I wouldn't say Matt Damon clone, but like Matt Damon's ugly brother. You know, like you could could tell that they're brothers, you know, they're brothers, but he's not the good looking one. Yeah, Um, yeah, for sure. Kind of like Patrick Swayze. I can't remember his brother's name, but Patrick Swayze has a brother who kind of looks like him. But he's not as good looking as Patrick Swayze. Oh, that's funny. Um, no, I really like Jesse Plemons, but yeah, no, it's just it, 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 it was definitely noticeable that like, ooh, oh, yeah. some time has elapsed here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the the scenes that he's in in that movie, you know, take place before the finale of, of Breaking Bad. So it was like, yeah, yeah, kind of yeah, had hard to, to, to yeah suspend some your disbelief a little bit, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anywho, there, it's still, still good, but yeah. not, you know, breaking bad was kind of like the best and better call. Saul is the next best. And then the movie is the next best. That's how I would rank them. Well, the, the big question, and this, this isn't a spoiler for, for the season. Um, what's his girlfriend's name again? Um, uh, oh, oh, the lawyer? Yeah. Uh, oh, I can't think right of her name right now, but I can picture her. Yeah, but yeah. the big question is what what ha- what's going to happen to her? Because, yeah, I've been wondering that for a while. Because I mean that going into this new She's season never in Breaking Bad or, and never referenced in it, so what, exactly. what the hell happened to her? And, and you don't like 
in the flash forward scenes with Saul, like when he's working at that Cinnabon or whatever. Yeah, she's not there. Her. Yeah. So what happened? Yeah, I, like, I, just, meet... I just assume she's going to die, but I there's no guarantee on that. And that's the thing, like, um, like uh, I don't know if you remember uh, in Breaking Bad when Saul first came onto the show. Remember when they they Jesse and and Walter took him out into the desert and they're going to threaten him. Yeah, yeah. And, and they tied him up and stuff. And he and one of the lines he says is, "Did Lalo send you?" So it's like, oh. is he, t- you know, like I'm thinking, is Lalo going to survive this series? Because you don't see him in Breaking Bad either. But he did reference him that one time. So Right, so he could, I mean, and I suppose, like, the like I don't know how far season five gets because I've just started it, but season six could certainly overlap with you know some of breaking bad right yeah you don't meet saul in the you don't meet him until season season two two? yeah yeah so you know you could it could run it could run concurrent and you could have things like that in there and yeah that's possible yeah ballo's not in the picture you know in the breaking bad series but he could have been, he could have, you know, been around in season one and we just didn't know about him. Yeah. And, and what's weird is cause like when in breaking bad, when uh, Gus takes out the cartel, Lalo's not there either. But yeah. On, but on better call Saul, he's a big part of the cartel. So it's like, huh? Yeah. So he like, could, so, well, he could, he could die at the end of, Season six of Better Call Saul, which could end up being like somewhere in season one of Breaking Bad. Yeah, and then when and maybe okay. Saul doesn't know that he he's dead, so that's why well, that's he, also that, possible. That's why he says that, and it's also possible that he's still alive and maybe and in hiding or something. Just part of yeah has gone into hiding or something like that. Yeah, but yeah, Hard gr- to say we're. We'll just we'll have to wait and see, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Great actor, though. I love that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope to see him in more stuff because he's wonderful. Well, I'm I'm hoping like in Hawkeye, you know, we see him in future because that was the the whole thing is supposedly he was going to be the swordsman. Um, yeah, but that never that never happened. But I still fingers crossed. I'm still hoping it does. I think he'll he's got to show up. Like, come on. Yeah, I, I think he. I'm pretty confident we're going to see him again. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure. Excellent. But anywho, uh, let's play that. We'll, we'll call Geek Fallout uh, a close. Uh, but before we go, let's play that little game of where we can find you on the internet. And Ragnar, where can we find you, sir? Well, uh, my main website is RagnarTheTrader.com. I'm also on Facebook and Instagram as Ragnar the Trader. And uh, I am now doing shows again. I'm hoping that we are back to normal on that front. But, of course, we've been burned before. But uh, I just did a show. I have a show this weekend. So if you're in Saskatoon, I'll be at the Tattoo Expo. Mm. And then uh, shortly after that, I'll be in Calgary at Calgary Expo. And then the very last weekend of April will be at the Saskatoon Comic Expo. So, yeah, I'm very excited to be working again and uh, 
you know, if you're listening to this podcast and you come to one of those shows, make sure you come say hi. Excellent. Um, <clears throat> you can find me here at the Pop Culture Pub Podcast Network. Um, Trek 1701, we will be doing more episodes. Uh, we had some scheduling conflicts this month. Uh, so we are going to finish off our Enterprise Season 4.5 um, in May. Uh, and then after that, we're going to just do uh, general Star Trek topics for, for a little while. Um, so that, that we are going to be recording. We just, unfortunately, you know, our, our schedules are conflicting and, and we haven't been able to get that episode out yet. Uh, Lillian, where can we find you? You could find me on Twitter at, uh, it's a talking squirrel without an A. Uh, so it's just bulging squirrel. <laughs> um, and yeah, and, uh, that's where you, that's where you can find me for now. I'm still working on other things behind the scenes. Excellent. Someday. All right. Well, this was uh, the April 6th edition of Geek Fallout Reloaded, the news and discussion podcast for Geeks by Geeks. And I want to thank you, dear listener, for taking the time to listen to us geeks talk about uh, news and discussion. And we will see you again 